Hey guys, welcome back to the RT Sonic Digest. Uh, we have a fucking hell of a show here. Because we're gonna do things a little bit differently this time around. It's just me, your host today. Alberto, Sonic Speed, whatever you wanna fucking call me. The world is dying, as you can see. Who cares what we call each other? But, on that note, we, we've got some guests along. We've got in-studio guests, actually. We have my squad, my homies. Hi, guys. This is a studio? Bam. Don't don't ruin the illusion. What? Don't ruin the illusion. So round off. Uh, we have my good friend Alex. Hello, Alex. God, I almost threw up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Hello. Hello. And we also have another good friend, Rin. Hello. Hi. What's up? Uh, we should make this a drinking game. <laughs> so whenever you get like depressed, you just take a shot. Yeah. That's God, a good just... idea. I don't advocate that. Please don't sue me. And also, we have another good friend. And also, you did a little something extra for this show, didn't you, Inu? You paid me. Yeah, I paid her. <laughs> I paid her to do art for the show. You, you probably see it in the corner of the YouTube video. Maybe also on whatever podcast you want to watch it. She did the logo and also should be doing some more art. She's a mercenary. What? Yeah. I don't kill people. You do work for money. <laughs> oh, I yeah. kill okay. people. I kill people. Alright, so, no memeing around. Let's just get quickly into it. First off, we the first comic we're going to cover is like is just called Sonic Triple Trouble Special. This is an adaption of the Game Gear game. And I did point this out in the last episode, but the adaption comics are kind of strange. Because Sega did not cooperate at all with Archie, like in any respect. So whenever they, whenever Sega basically told them, "Hey, uh, we're making, the, we're selling this new game, uh, do a comic adaption to sell it," the writers basically go like, "Yeah, all right, can we get something from the game to like give us a basis off?" Sega says no. Ah, oh, my favorite. So a lot of these comics, as a result, will kind of just tell like an original story in the world with some elements from the game thrown in, not out of like originality or because they were given the leeway to do so but because they had nothing else to do. Right. Which, honestly, great. I mean, if that's how you want to look at it, yeah. So... For some good content and some probably not good content. I think all bad content. <laughs> how are you supposed to write a story if you don't know what the fuck you're writing about? They gotta do what they gotta do, so... It's called my college papers. Yeah. Exactly. So many A's, you know? And you just verbal diarrhea your way I through I wish it. that was me. Yeah, it's pretty good. So... Uh, so, this comic opens up with Robotnik, he finds this Chaos Emerald, and he just wants to use it to power with whatever machine that he wants to do. However, his lackeys ended up accidentally overpowering the machine with it, and it ends up splitting perfectly clean in half. Did not know that was a thing that could happen. Or a ninja did it and just escaped really fast. Hmm. Hmm. Or somebody left their fork in the microwave. Really makes you think, right? <laughs> Me and the boys watching the Chaos Emerald spark in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's something we would do. Yeah. That really is. I just... <laughs> 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 microwave go <blooper. laughs> <laughs> So, what happens next? This Chaos Emerald now split in half, basically now launches in two separate directions. Of course, because they can't just drop to the floor like one of the fucking objects. No, they're, they're, they're the MacGuffins. We gotta do something good with them. <laughs> so, what happens from this point? Sonic and his band of the Freedom Fighters and Knothole are just on their monitors, and they see this meteorite coming in to land at the field nearby. They come to find out that's half a Chaos Emerald. The other half is flying towards uh, the floating island, which is 
what we call Angel Island right now, where Knuckles is. So, da-da-da. We start with Knuckles, who is looking, who sees this uh, little meteorite coming in, and he goes flying towards it. Wait, he flies? Yeah, Knuckles can fly. Yeah. Ah, uh, dang. That, that's a whole mechanic in, in the game. Yeah. And actually, funny you bring that up, because uh, Mike Gallagher, who wrote this, he very much likes to over-explain everything. So okay. the, he explains that the reason why Knuckles can fly is because air is trapped in his deadlocks and he can float. Man. Man. Look, it's I, I'm just here Which, like, to be fair, that is the explanation from the games. Honestly, oh. my explanation would be that he just punches the air so strongly <laughs> that it just propels him into the air. Honestly, I like that better. <laughs> it makes more sense than, like, hey, my dreads just, you know... Keep me going. Keep me going, yeah, I'm just... Fair enough. <laughs> Knuckles latches onto the side of the mountain where the emerald landed onto, and notice that it's burrowing him. It, this half emerald is burrowing itself into the side of the mountain, and then causes like a little earthquake where Knuckles is shaken off, knocked out by a rock that hit its head, and he is slowly pummeling to the earth where there's a bunch of like pointy rocks coming to impale him. And that's where the scene ends. Awesome. So flying didn't help him. Flying did not help him. So, we skip to now Sonic going to this where his half of the emerald is at and finds like a little gate that was created from the impact. Sonic goes into it rushing and behind him we see like a shadowy figure who technically we don't know who it's supposed to be but uh, to be honest the art doesn't... We see the silhouette perfectly. We know it's... We realize it's supposed to be Knack the Weasel from the game. Oh. Ah. So... He? He's just a bounty hunter. No. That's all Just you need like to know. You. So we see, uh, basically his deal is that Robotnik hired him to find the two halves of the Emerald, and that's basically it. So Sonic goes in, we see him, like, going through the zones from the game, which are just, like, one panel after the other in a page. Sonic eventually reaches the end of the zones, he gets the half Emerald at the end, but that's where Knack, uh, fucking, like, shoots him in the back. Knack shoots him in the back. Yeah. Okay. He shoots him in the back and leaves, basically, uh... Leaves kind of leaves him for dead, not really, because he takes him like over his shoulder and takes the half emerald. Then we skip back to Knuckles, where he awakens alive, and he sees these three figures that he has no clue who they are. The but... Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. He died. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? That's oh, that's not that's actually not completely in analogous. Okay, but like game theory, Knuckles died in that moment. <laughs> Stop it! Get it's back the, to your fucking cave. The ghosts of uh, Christmas. Th- these three, these three are called the Ancient Walkers. They are basically the remnants of the first civilization of Mobius, and they can't really talk. So what they do is is that they basically draw in the fucking sand, explaining to Knuckles that. This half emerald is burring itself to the chaos emerald inside Knuckles' uh, chamber that keeps the Angel Island afloat, or the Floating Island afloat, it's still what it's called, and realizes that if these two pieces, you know, like, you know, touch, Coitus. yeah, they, they do that, uh, there'll be a massive energy spike and the entire island will blow up, killing everyone on it. So why would the animal do that? Because, like, it just landed somewhere. Like, it wasn't attracted to anything. Just landed. Uh, eventually they just quickly send Knuckles back to the surface, right at the same time where Knack lands onto the floating island looking for the other half, and Knuckles is very much uh, an isolationist protectionist, so as soon as he sees a foreigner on his land, he just goes right for him. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it's honestly, yeah. 
For real. Huh. Just the second. Any mm-hmm. Anything that doesn't look exactly like him and does not exist as him is immediately attacked. Everyone on the island looks exactly like him. But it's not him, so he attacks. Remember, Knuckles is supposed to be the last echidna. Yeah. So all he really knows how to do is, is fight for his land. Yeah. So yes. Knuckles destroys the bike that he comes on and uh, wakes Sonic up. And as soon as Sonic wakes up, Knuckles is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And they immediately start fighting each other. No time wasted. Is it like a silver situation where he's like, you lose? Or what is it? Uh, kind of. It's no use. Oh, there you go. <laughs> kind <laughs> of. Uh, number one silver they're, right here, but... they're just like fighting each other. And eventually they overhear uh, Nax intercom from Robotnik. Saying that, hey, uh, what's you haven't like uh, been caught up to me. What's going on here? We need some data. So what they decide to do, Sonic and Knuckles just stop fighting and say, all right, I know how to deal with this. Let's fucking weaken that Bernie's him. And let's prop his like unconscious body up and pretend we can talk to him <laughs> and get his plan out of him. And they do it. It works. So sometimes Knuckles has a brain. Only sometimes they uh, go. They do have a quick shortcut to the Emerald Chamber. They reach the half emerald that was burrowing itself just in time. They connect the two pieces of the half emeralds together, and uh, at that moment, the Chaos Emerald that was recreated just vanishes. They they it just vanished. Just just went by. So they realize they're above ground yet again. Sonic decides to leave on Max's bike. And they, they still have a little bit of animosity towards each other. You know, guess some things can't really uh, be reformed overnight. It really is enemies to lovers. Damn. I'm leaving that in. Thank you. <laughs> so, that's the end of the story, but we do reach an epilogue where we see the ancient walkers one more time. They're seen drawing like a circle in the sand for no apparent reason until the Chaos Emerald that was just magically reformed pops up and lands dead center in that circle. And my here, circle. My circle. Where is it? Circle, no! And the direct quote from the comic is, an age-old prophecy is fulfilled and the cycle begins anew. What does that mean? Good question. Do they talk about it in another comic? Uh, yes, actually. We'll get to that. Oh, I was hoping that they never bring up <laughs> yeah. There are two other stories in this comic. One that's focused on Tails. Rotor built him a submarine, but was, uh, ref- but... Rotor didn't include any fuel on it because Sally said, like, no, he's still, like, four years old. We can't give this kid a car. Which, honestly, it's is pretty... It's not a car! I mean... I mean... It's not a car. It's not a car, but, like, still so much sense. Sally, yeah, Sally needs to get the, uh, the stick out of her ass. But, uh, Ta- Tails has a little bit uh, of a gamer moment because in his anger, he helps uh, this bird who had oil covered all over him. <gasps> what a bitch! <laughs> smart. He had this oil covered all over him. So what he did was, in order to help him out and find the source, he drained this bird of all the oil to fuel his submarine. He's really smart because, you know what? Shit. Yeah. Shit. So he helps him out and it's all said and done. Now yeah. Tails has fuel for his submarine. Yeah. That's all you need to take away from that. He, he just solved the global do- warming problem. Yeah. There you go. You just squeeze the oil out of Is the it a yellow track? submarine? It's more blue, actually. Okay, but wait, we have one more story to get to, and honestly, I this is probably my favorite one just for this for one moment. So it's focused on Knuckles. He's helping out his uh, his his good buddy Vector around the island, and he notices like this rock formation, 
that just has the word Archimedes and a po- uh, an arrow pointing in a certain direction. Knuckles is like, what the fuck is this thing? So, like any big boy smart brain, he follows it. And on the path, he meets this, uh, he meets this bird. This bird who, by the way, I need to, there's something I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, there are two different kinds of species that live on this planet. The Mobians, who are, like, basically just anthropomorphic animals. They, they have human characteristics, they can talk, blah, blah, blah. And there's also another called the Mobini. Mobini? Mobini, which are more animal-like, but some of them can talk. And this bird can talk. Oh my god, so like Goofy and Pluto. Yeah. It all well, comes together. Well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was very lost. Why? So, he meets this bird. His bird is This bird is named Cat Weasel. And very, in a very nice, polite way, says, Hello, Knuckles. What a nice day, isn't it? Uh, what's going on, buddy? And I'm just gonna... I'm just like pulling out a direct quote here. Knuckles responds with, You mangy cockatoo. Didn't you see anything unusual pass this way? Jesus, fuck. See, that's, 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 that's absolute racism right See, here's there. the thing. The way I pictured this going is like, no, this fucking bird is just living his life. And it's just like, hello, Knuckles, our, our friendly guardian. What a nice day, isn't it? Fuck you, cat weasel, you piece of shit. If I ever fucking see you again, I'll bite your goddamn head off. Okay, Knuckles, goodbye. Tell her okay, goodbye. I mean, honestly, Knuckles is a xenophobic, like, conservative, so... Yeah. It's like the Choose Your Own Adventure, where there's, like, really, like, inappropriate, awful dialogue that you can pick, and you just pick it for lulls. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's like, you, it's like, um, the, it's the same scenario, but, like, all the options seem normal, and then you pick one that's, like, slightly mean, <laughs> but it turns out, like, it's the worst, the worst one. worst thing ever. Like, they just start fucking, like, speaking racial words. <laughs> like, it's just, what? I didn't want to say that, but shit, did I just say it? I mean, also, it could just be an example of customer service. Oh, and also, <laughs> 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 I start drinking, like, four <laughs> Oh, and also, we have to end with a little bit of, like, casual racism, because Knuckles says, as usual, Cat Weasel has seeds on the brain. Oh, wow, Knuckles, wow. Like, here's the thing. Here's my question. Knuckles, what did this fucking bird do to you? Did he, like, shit on your emerald? Did he fuck your wife? What happened here? (laughs) He fucked his wife. (laughs) Like, where's the animosity here? He doesn't look like him, so he doesn't like him. He has to fight him. He really is racist. (laughs) He fights everything on his island that isn't an echidna, and he's the only echidna. So he's, he's red with anger. Yeah. So, uh, Knuckles just keeps walking on his path. He's attacked by this flamethrower robot. He manages to take it down, but, uh, falls in a manhole. Uh, wait, me too. He just falls into a manhole into the Chaos Emerald Chamber. Isn't that like the new Pixar movie? <laughs> what? Oh, Soul. Yeah, it's yeah. the new Pixar movie. Yeah, I didn't know they took inspiration from it, Sonic. Ooh, Ken Penn should sue. Right, exactly. Like, he always does. Lawsuit. Oh. Okay, continue. <laughs> So, uh, basically, Knuckles has no clue, uh, what's going on, because this is a disembodied voice that's speaking to him now, and just says, okay, what do I have to do to see you? And to which this guy, who we now know for sure is Archimedes, the one that was named, and just says, uh, what does he say? You can't see him because you're not capable of reflection of your actions. Wow. That's all he says. So be a racist bitch, Knuckles. Basically, yeah. And then, like, later that night, a Vector catches up with Knuckles and is just like, hey, buddy, uh, what, what happened here? And it's just like, I don't know. 
I have a lot to think about, I guess. Okay, I said some racial things. I guess I said some racial things. It's time to make an apology video. <laughs> oh, God. So, that that's the, the Sonic Triple Trouble comic. Uh, what a shit show. God. Nice. And now we move on to Sonic number 27. Oh, sweet Jesus. There's so much. There is a lot. I, I can't stop staring so, at your notes. <laughs> it's oh a lot. God. It's very intensive. How so, many are we reacting to? Uh, ten more comics. Uh, I'm trying to go fast, I promise. Yeah, but we're funny. You gotta go fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it opens with uh, two Mobian uh, freedom fighters who are like tagging some information on a wall in Robotropolis. Sonic finds the info, but he... Uh, ends up like getting a little lost and ends up getting tripped up by some SWAT bots. He's knocked out cold and wakes up with amnesia. And Robotnik has him like... Robotnik notices that he has amnesia to which Snively, his assistant, is just like... Snively? That's yeah. his name. Wait, is, is Snively Swat- like a human? Yeah. Oh god, I thought it was like another animal creature and I was gonna be like, wait, whoa, god, whoa. hold on, it's it's that like really long nose thing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hate that thing. So Robotnik realizes Sonic has amnesia. Uh, Snively is just like, we can fucking like kill Sonic off right here, right now. And Robotnik just says like, dude, shut the fuck up, we have an opportunity here. So what he does is that he fights like, he has Sonic fight like copies of the Freedom Fighters that Robotnik made for different purposes. And he just says, all right, all right, Sonic, you're ready for the real thing now. So he has them sent off to the Great Forest to have them, quote, deal with the terrorists. Great writing. Thank you, Ken Penders. I mean, just the fact that there's emotion. Okay, so like the one Tails robot that I made for washing my dishes, he turned out to be very easy to defeat. Um, yeah. Not, you know, I did not expect that, but. Yeah. Noted. Wait, oh, hold on. No, continue. <laughs> Sonic eventually finds the path to Knothole, and he does set off the security alarms with the other uh, members of the team realize, like, hey, Son- Sonic's a little off here. They seal off the path. Robotnik had a tracker installed on Sonic to, like, find out where Knothole was, but with all the layers of security, it ended up being disabled. Thank God. However, uh, Robotnik is still able to communicate with him and says, oh, hey, by the way, I installed, like, a laser cannon in your glove. So just like you can shoot down these like pillars, and he, he does. So in response, all the freedom fighters basically resort to like say, "All right, you know what? Fuck this! Just try to kill him." And Sonic? they try to destroy. I was like, "Okay, we need to kill him. Like, there's nothing we can do here." So God, they tried to crush. <laughs> they try to uh, crush him with a landslide rocks that they just trigger. Another, there's a flood, and son. And these are like two things that are like. Coming in from both sides. So, so like s- the Bible. Just like the Bible. I don't know what that means, but yes. No, you see, uh, Moses, he splits the great... This is the opposite of that. And then it comes down on the Egyptians. So Sonic's response to that is just he burrows up because he's a hedgehog. They burrow. Wait, into they the air? No, they're underground. Oh, right. <laughs> I got All lost. Right. I was like, wait. All right. So, uh, the, let's see. Sorry, I was too busy reliving my <laughs> Catholic schooling. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, either way, Sonic is still able to break into the base. Memory's still off. Still thinks they're the enemy. And that's the end of number 27. We got a little cliffhanger. Wow. We lead right into to number 28. 
to Sonic beating the shit out of all of the Freedom Fighters. And uh, where what's the most important thing here? Sonic takes out most of them, but the power went out, so he's looking for the Switch. To which one of them sneaks up from behind and, like, basically just, like, beats Sonic up with a chair. And he's out cold. I feel that. And that's... Is that what, uh... Yeah, that's what gets him to, like, uh, have his memory back. Ah, so concussion. Yeah. So, Rotor manages to find the bug that Robotnik placed on Sonic and, uh, decide to have a little moment of revenge. Oh, and also, by the way, I forgot to point out, there are tanks following Sonic as a failsafe. Oh my god. <laughs> I just can't believe that Robotnik, you know... Thinks ahead? No, no, no. I, I think of heads, too. No, no. What? Okay, so he he basically indoctrinates his enemy to go and, like, his 15-year-old enemy... Technically, he's actually 13 at this point in time. Okay, 13-year-old enemy to go and kill four-year-olds in the forest? Me too. I mean, that's pretty evil. So basically they just end up luring the the tanks off on a cliff and that's it. That's the end of the story. Ah, okay. And then there actually is a story B, which normally I do kind of gloss over, but there actually is story relevance for this this time. So what's happening is it's focused on Tails. Uh, He's upset that Sonic beat him up in the last story, despite the fact that Sonic had amnesia and was being manipulated, but Tails won't let it go. But also, Tails yeah. a four-year-old. Yeah, what is Tails is four with no idea of how to, like, process emotions. Yeah, like, poor thing. All the four-year-olds that knows how to, yeah. you know, forgive and forget. Alright, you know what? Fair enough. So, what he does is that he angrily leaves in the submarine and finds a distress call from coming from, like, an abandoned island. Oh, so he really does have his own B-plot. Yeah. And it turns out that this distress call, he, he finds this uh, this girl fox that was marooned, and he instantly falls in love with her. He's four! <laughs> but wait. God, toddlers in love, you know? <laughs> Shit. So, this, so this girl introduces herself as Fiona. Oh, so uh, even though she doesn't reciprocate it, she does kind of like lead him on, let's say. And uh, ends up being an ally to Robotnik. Wow. And uh, tries to roboticize Tails. And that's the end of that story. Right there. Wow. And we end... The ending... The la- very last panel is Tails being fed into a roboticizer. Yeah. It, it's a little gruesome. It's gonna be turned into chicken tendies. This is Marxist propaganda. Um, Why? Don't have children in factories. That's a very regular thing that happens to children in factories. I guess so. So then we socialist comic. So we move on to number twenty nine. Also, there's something I should point out to you guys. Uh, these comics, the stories that are presented in each comic, aren't necessarily in chronological order. So even though in the last issue Tails was about to fucking die, he's still in this next story. Oh, Homestuck. I love. Homestuck. Yeah, I love that kind of storytelling. Cop, cop, Homestuck. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, this issue is actually where they introduce a character from the TV show. Oh. Her name is Dulcie. She's a dragon. Is it Dulcie or Dulce? Dulcie. Dulce. That's how it was pronounced in the show. Dulcie. Is it spelled like Dulce? I don't It's D-U-L-C-Y. Pull her up, Alex. I want to see this dragon. I want to drag this dragon. Okay, but like, we have Fiona, we have oh, yeah, the dragon. I definitely do not remember like, this fucking dragon. This is it? Yeah, that's the yeah, one. She never like seen she this She got lit. Because she, she, she has a... Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I hope yeah. somebody modernizes her. That'd be really cool. Like, uh, she does have a modern design. Nice. Oh. 
But we're again getting ahead of we're getting ahead of ourselves. So where are we at here? Her so Dulcie's backstory for this comic is that all the dragons were roboticized by Robotnik except for her. She's the sole survivor of her race. Wow, so like nucleus. So like everyone. Basically. Yeah, everyone in this comic's like I mean, look, they're all child soldiers. What do you want? Dulcie and Sonic are trying to get away from a spy plane that's chasing them. They do manage to trick it into crashing. And on it, they find a de-roboticizer on it. Which, this is basically the holy grail for them. They yeah. At first, they wanted to de-roboticize Bunny's limbs so she can, like, live a normal life. Doesn't that fucking hurt? No, it's... I assume, like, the process is, like, similar. But maybe... But maybe it would hurt. Maybe it would. Who knows? I mean, for her specifically, I think it would. Yeah, maybe she would feel it. Oh. However, Bunny is like, no, wait, hold on a second. We have an opportunity here. Let's have Sally surrender herself to Robotnik. Then she can be roboticized. And we can get inside Robotnik's inner ranks. And she's like, yes, I love that idea. Let's do that. What? That sounds like a terrible idea. It's actually not because Rotor built a device that... It once it's like implanted while you're being roboticized, you're kept, you keep your free will. Oh, okay. But it hurts. Still hurts though. But they do send her off. However, when she's actually captured, we see her already roboticized. But Snively mentions that they found the little device that would keep her free will. So now she's fucked. So they think at least. So meanwhile, the uh, freedom fighters are going through the sewer system trying to get into Robotnik's palace, mm-hmm. and then Sally uh, corners them. They they assume that she has her free will, but uh, she doesn't. So they're being carted away by Sally roboticized. They're all being set up to be roboticized as well. Dulcie is flying around. She sees the tower where they're all about to be roboticized and goes, not if I have anything to say about it. She crashes in through the window, fucking wrecks shit, and uh, saves them all from being roboticized. And Sally's de-roboticized. So... All, all wrapped up in a neat little bow. Okay, but what about the dragons? The other dragons? We'll get to that. Okay. Much later on, but we'll get to that. I want to know what happens to the freaking dragons. Uh, so that's the first story. This, uh, the second story is a continuation from the last uh, B story. So we're back to Tails being fed into a roboticizer. But uh, he managed to escape it by clogging the feeder with his fur. So is he naked now? Like- no, it's just the fur from his tails. Okay, but is his tail's like a gross stump now? No, he, he still has a little bit of fur there. <laughs> okay. Uh, tra- tails tries to fight Robotnik, but uh, Fiona goes to punch him straight in the face. And uh, tries to basically tries to kill him, because at one point she also tries to drown him. Oh, fun times. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty great. Uh, where are we at? Robotnik uh, points her out as this machine that he created called an auto-automation. We talked about that in the last episode. It's basically just a robot that looks exactly like a Mobian. That's that's it. Tails tries to fight Robotnik, but this there was a tree on the island that was completely mechanical, so it like entangled Tails and tried to like keep him there. Which Tails' response, he fucking uproots this metal tree and fucking hits Robotnik like he's a golf ball. <laughs> so Tails Tails has to be pretty fucking strong. He does this, are you, are you implying with his bare fucking hands? With his bare hands. He does it he's with his- fuck! He's four years old! The writers just keep forgetting that he's like a little toddler. Yeah. However, Tails, ref- Tails can't bring himself to fight Fiona, because despite the fact that she's a robot, he's still in love with her. He's also four years old. He's also four years old. However, 
How many four-year-olds have complex, like, love emotions? Tails. It's just, you know, perplexing, because, oh, I love this random woman I just met, like, two minutes ago, Mm -hmm. but Sonic, coming back, killing us all? Fuck no. Fuck that. (laughs) This is why we need to teach them young. Bros before hoes. You want to know how she stops, though? So they're in, like, the ocean when, like, they're having their fight, Mm -hmm. and she rusts, and she stops functioning. She just kills herself, essentially. Uh, she's still technically functional. She just can't move. I can't believe she was outsmarted by a four-year-old. <laughs> I mean, he's a smart four-year-old. He's a smart four-year-old. Okay, fair. So what he does is that uh, he... I, I think... I don't think I wrote it in the notes. Oh, no, I did. Tails says verbatim, Robotnik created the perfect woman but forgot to waterproof her. What a cruel world. <laughs> and you know what... I, all of you guys are out here shitting my man Tails. No, he's a trendsetter. All these people fucking listening, you probably just came here right after you were done schlicking your meat to Tubi. My man Tails, trendsetter. Okay. Look. I'm out. I, he's, I, I, I'm going for Persona 3, not to fish robots. I didn't say anything about fisting. Look, anything with robots. Just don't stick your, don't stick anything into robots. Fair enough. That, that is a dangerous game. What if you're but, the bottom? But, don't stick anything into robots. That's my only thing. What about so car exhaust? Yes. Okay, fine. What about car exhaust pipes? Okay. Do not stick what anything into robots. What if you're a bottom? Okay, sure. All right, okay. We're, we're almost... God, we're like half an hour into this and we've only gotten three comics in. Wow. So, uh, it just ends with Tails finding this map that Robotnik lost that says that he has a... He's collecting a bunch of resources to create a satellite system on the other side of Mobius. So Tails, he says, like, okay, I gotta, like, bring this to the Freedom Fighters. And he's just like, but wait a minute. They still think of me as a tiny baby boy. I'm gonna take this mission on myself to prove to them I am just as good as they are. And that I can drive. (laughs) And that I can drive. And that's exactly what he does in his own miniseries that we're gonna cover right now. Wow! Boy! And actually, this miniseries, listeners, this may surprise you, written by Mike Gallagher. He he he's getting a little a little bit of lore introduced into here. Oh, nice. So starts off uh, with uh, Tails checking up on his submarine. Sally shows up. Is like, oh hey Tails, you you out here like playing around, having fun? Yeah, that's cool. And Tails like, yeah, of course. As he turns his back, he's like fucking seething. I. So he takes he takes his notes and leaves. He he gets on his submarine and goes to uh, the other side of Mobius. And meanwhile, we see Robotnik filling a blimp up with materials to send to the other side. Tails following this blimp, he realizes they're headed specifically for the continent called Down Under. Why'd you gotta say it with the accent? Yeah. That wasn't an accent, that's what it's called. Down Under. Down Under. Okay, sure, sure. Wait. It's in my fucking notes, you wanna see it for yourself? Can you, can you spell the... D-O-W-N... Wait, hold on. D-O-W-N-U-N-D-A. So they have to force you to say it with an accent. Yeah. He realizes this, but Tails is caught by the SWAT bots that are piloting the thing. And he tries... He he does evade them. But when he gets back down to his submarine, he's attacked by this octopus robot that he actually fucked with earlier before. And uh, tries to drown him. And actually gets pretty close to succeeding. I think... Did I write it down? Yes. The submarine and its captain sink between the waves. Tails desperately gasps for air. 
the great blackness comes. But it's actually like pretty harrowing because it's just this one panel, complete black darkness. We only see Tails' eyes like getting narrower and narrower. It's like that anime thing where like they're freaking out and they're just they go from like normal sized pupils to like Yeah, exactly. Tails is Tails survives because there are other aquatic freedom fighters that basically help him. Nice. And they're like, uh, we're sorry about your submarine, but uh, we've got one of our boys here. He's a giant blue whale. He'll take you the rest of the way. He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? That's the first uh, issue of the miniseries. Second one, Tails arrives at Down Under. I hate having to say that. Can I just call the con- Can I just say the continent? Can you just say Australia? No, you have to say Down Under. All right, fine. Yeah. So he thanks, the- he thanks his new boys for taking him there. And is immediately attacked by robot dingoes. So Australia. Yeah, th- that's what it is. That's you know, analogy. That's literally down on the. So he bi- one of these dingoes uh, bites his one of his tails and he can't fly. However, tails is immediately saved by the down under freedom fighters. Ah, uh, plot armor. So they all fight off the dingoes, but one of them circled back and uh, carried away one of the uh, members of the team. So now they have their own mission. They have to take him back. The boss that they have to face off in this area, his name is Crockbot. He's just a roboticized alligator. Okay, where's the animal version of, like... Can we just call him Croc? Like the shoe? Crop top. Croc... Whatever. <laughs> Croc top. So, uh, and also Crockbot has his own plans. Like, he wants to take these, uh, these supplies and, like, over, uh, overthrow Robotnik himself, which I'm sure will go great. So they bring the dingoes bring the hostage back to Crockbot while he was on a call with Robotnik, and just sh- shows him off on a torture table, just like, "Look at me! I am a subservient ally. I am fucking with the the natives." And uh, right as they're trying to go save their friend, the down under freedom fighters are. They're right under Robotnik's blimp, and at the same time, regardless, they just storm the base. Meanwhile, Tails uh awakes, patched up in a crater, and follows the only path that he sees. And he meets, again, the Ancient Walkers. We're fucking bringing this shit back. Wow. And he's like, but they, they're not moving, so he thinks they're statues. And a shadow uh, shows up and is calling out to Tails. He thinks it's Knuckles. It, do- it looks like an echidna. So but it's this- Shadow. Oh, shit. It's Shadow the echidna. Uh-oh. He, intro- he does quickly introduce himself as a fair. Knuckles' great-grandfather. And... The only thing that Athair says to Tails is like, Kid, are you the chosen one? We're going to get to that in a second. That's the end of miniseries number two. Tails is the chosen one? We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So, Tails tries to explain that he's on his own mission, but Athair refuses to let him leave. And also, I forgot to mention, Athair, one of two Echidna characters that were not introduced by Ken Penders. He's, he's kind of trying to stop Tails and, and kind of regales him with this story. His ancestors ignored the problem of a comet that was... Uh, wait, where, where am I? I'm lost again. They ignored the problem of this comet that was coming in to crash the city that they built. And the only response that they had when it was too late, they uh, lifted the city out from the ground and created the floating island. And Tails actually brings up a point of like, oh, so like if the floating island were to come back down, it would fit perfectly in this crater. To which Athair says, no, they, that can't ever happen because they broke the sacred covenant. Yeah. Whatever that means, I don't know. Sounds religious. Scientology on the moon. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, uh, Tails has mild interest, but he really needs to leave. However, Athair basically drags him back in and says, no, you gotta learn from the, the these guys, the ancient walkers. 
And that scene kind of takes a short break. And we just see the Down Under Freedom Fighters are trying to free their dude. But uh, they, they are having a little bit of difficulty. Then we now skip back to a flashback. We see this creature coming out from a primordial ooze in like a prehistoric world. Dinosaurs roamed the earth. They roamed Mobius very frequently. Until one day the sky turned green and hail pelted them. And that's how most of these dinosaurs died. Most of them. But did the dinosaurs talk? Actually, yeah, they do. Wow. They do talk. Mass, they speak. Those who survived saw the arrival of the Chaos Emeralds. Over the history, and over history, these emeralds were figures of great worship and sources of power by those who were driven mad by them. And direct quote, Absolute energy cannot be created or destroyed. The infinite power of the Chaos Emeralds shall realign for a higher purpose. The chosen one who shall gather them will walk amongst you and the great harmony shall begin. We then later learned that was basically the ancient walkers possessing tales to tell the story. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay, so it's Scientology and Dead Space. Got it. <laughs> got it, got it. So, uh, Athair kind of, like, mocks him a little bit. Just be like, nice story, kid. And Tails was completely aware of what was happening, too. And he's like, oh, shit, I gotta go help, I gotta go help my squad. And then he notices he's all completely healed up. And yeah. it's like, ah, oh, must have been the walkers doing it. Uh, uh, you can go now, good luck. Uh, right as he's leaving... One of the members of the Down Under Freedom Fighters landed in the crater and tells Tails that they're currently being attacked and goes to help them quickly. The robot is finished off with some with a little device they have called a bomberang. It's exactly what you think it is. Nice. And uh, as Crockbot is readying the loadout for the supplies, Tails just kind of like yeets into the building and hits him right in the back, causing the loadout to explode and the blimp crashes and all the supplies are destroyed. Good job, Tails. You did it. I mean, again, four years old. And then at this moment, uh, last resort, Crockbot escapes with a nuclear tank, a nuclear power tank. So what they do is uh, uh, Tails and one of the other Down Under Freedom fighters are basically throwing more of these bo- bomberings at it, which caused the tank to spin out and fall into the crater that Tails was at. Wow. And it explodes and it leaves a nuclear cloud. Which is also shaped like a Thayer's head. Just wanted to throw that in there. So this guy's fucking dead, and I assume a Thayer is dead too. Wow. So after all this happened, uh, the Down Under Freedom Fighters are like, Dude, you were pretty epic. Want to join with us? Tails is like, Thanks, but uh, I've already got my home in Knothole. And I'm going to go back and report to them that there are Freedom Fighters all over the world. Even though you've only seen a freedom fighter. Yeah, it really is. That really is. Because it's like, you've just met, like... I mean, wait, hold on. To be fair, this is kind of like an insular uh, thing that they're fighting on right now. They don't really have a proper, like, network set up. They probably genuinely didn't know. Tails and the other, uh, just vibing, like... Now that I know you're here, everyone's here. There's so many. There's so many. Can't wait to tell them all. We won't go back. Bye. Oh, and he says, hey, goodbye. Goodbye. We have, we have everyone. If there are different fighters everyone, goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. And that's the Tales miniseries. Wow. And now we'll move straight on to Sonic number 30. I love kids, but fuck me. I hate Tales. <laughs> Tales was my favorite when I was a kid. 
I just feels. <laughs> and he tells what he's for. There. Uh, all right. So let's skip to Sonic number thirty. This was another one that was written by Decasare. That he's one of those like Saturday morning cartoon type writers, but he's really breaking out of his shell. Yes. Yeah. Let's take a break. Thanks. We'll be right back, everybody. And we're back. Back we're to back. issue number thirty. So we're not at shadow yet. Oh my god. That's gonna be a while. That's gonna be a while. So yeah. Issue number thirty. Uh we see Sonic. He's waking up from a dream about his uncle Chuck, who got roboticized. <laughs> Sonic's still obviously upset about that, and he just is saying to Sally, like, man, I I, I well, I'll do anything to get my uncle back, man. He meant a lot to me. Because we get into like the issue with Sonic's parents much later, but just so you know, uh it was basically his uncle that raised him. So we later see Robotnik and Snively testing out this machine that they call the Transdimensional Transponder, which is essentially the machine that they used to throw Sally's dad into the Zone of Silence. The Zone of Silence? That's what it's called. Wow. My teachers threw me in the Zone of Silence. <laughs> it's called a timeout. <laughs> it's called a timeout? They're intending to test it again after fixing it from the last time they used it, which was when they threw Sally's dad in the, in the gamer zone. Oh, wow. And they were, the test subject that they were going to use, the test subject they were going to use was the roboticized Uncle Chuck. So that, that's a little, a little bit of a bra moment. Don't they have uh, an uh, I think they got, they lost it after that incident. Idiots. Yeah. So, uh, Snively, however, tries to run a power supply test. Robotnik gets impatient, unfortunately. And activates the machine right there, which ends up trapping him in the zone of silence. Oh, wow. Robotnik got a timeout, too. Robotnik got a timeout. Now he's going to throw hands with Sally's dad. So, what happens from here? Snively, uh. Snively in. Or Robotnik is basically demanding Snively, like, let me out, motherfucker, to which Snively basically grows a pair for once and is like, no. You, you keep abusing me several times despite me. And you keep flaunting and losing to the Freedom Fighters several times when I could defeat them by just basically carpet bombing them. No, you stay there, and I'm taking over. Fuck you. You stay in your corner, you think about what you did. So it is the timeout zone. It is the timeout zone, but this whole little incident has a little bit of an unintended pushback. Uh, 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 Uncle Chuck, still roboticized, now has his free will restored. Fuck yeah! Can I remember that Uh thing too? So, uh, Uncle Chuck, uh, he makes his way, or, no, actually, what it is is that Sonic is in Robotropolis, kind of just, like, sulking around. Specifically, he goes to where his uncle's, like, old chili dog stand was. And then out of nowhere, while Sonic's just there, like, being sad, Uncle Chuck shows up and says, like, Sonic, no, it's okay, I have my free will again. It's, it's all good. And Sonic's like, oh shit, we're going back to Knothole, like, right now. Like, right fucking now. They bring him back. And uh, Chuck is telling the rest of the Freedom Fighters that Robotnik is trapped in the, in the void, in the zone of silence, and Snively has usurped him. And actually, uh, with the way Snively is, like, as a person, he runs the risk of straight-up destroying uh, Mobius. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sally, she has this, like, little, like, handheld computer called Nicole. They run a little... That's pretty Nicole. That's pretty Nicole. Yay. That's why yeah. I said Sally's back. Bye, Sally. So they run a little experiment on her, and Nicole says, like, 
oh yeah, like worst case scenario, he can like destroy this whole planet, strip it of its atmosphere and all that. So uh, just stop him. Just just do anything to stop him. Uh, Chuck, however, volunteers himself as a spy to go in deep and stop Snively. And his plan ends up he takes the trans he takes the transponder, takes it on a spy plane as an intending to warp the entirety of the Great Forest into the Zone of Silence. Wow, okay. Put everybody in the timeout. The Great Not Zone. And uh, Chuck inevitably gets the blueprints and sends them off to Sonic, who ends up going into a facility to sabotage the plane. But uh, Sonic somehow ends up tripping and ends up getting himself into the Zone of Silence. Wait, he trips like... He trips. Like, he literally... Oh, to be fair, he may have just gotten shot without realizing it by the thing. Oh, okay. I just—it's just like the pa- the comic doesn't really make it clear oh, because okay. at one panel it shows like Sonic in the facility, next panel is just Sonic with a trippy background behind him, and then Zone of Silence. Okay. Like it doesn't really make it clear, to be perfectly honest. I—they're just like use your goddamn imagination. Yeah. Paid in chili dogs. <laughs> they have me. They have me chained to my desk. So, Snively is on the plane and basically has Sonic up on a monitor to communicate with him while he's in the Zone of Silence, and also to taunt him while he's uh, raising the Great Forest. Sonic manages to distract him for a little bit as Uncle Chuck, who's also piloting a spy plane, uh, is able to shoot him down and stop the thrusters. But uh, Snively, his plan B is to basically uh, blow up the machine, which will cause everything within like a 100 mile radius to get sent into the Zone of Silence. All right, Snively. Snively's a little bit of a... A little bit of a bitch? Oh, yeah. Man says like, but like, hey, you idiot. Here's the thing though, they do point this out and say like, hey, you idiot, that means you're gonna get thrown in with us too, you know? It says like, no, I'm not. I got this uh, little uh, little belt that's hooked up to some other place. I'm good. See ya, fuckers. Wow. And right as he's about to press it, in from the ceiling of the plane comes in Doctor Robotnik. Cause uh, Uncle Chuck freed him while he was in the zone, or while he was like getting the stuff from Zivni, and just like, all right, listen, man, here's the deal. I have my free will restored, but uh, your your fucking nephew's gone off the deep end. Yeah. You gotta stop him. And it's like. And Robotnik's the kind of character who's like, it's either my way or no way at all. Yeah. In fact, my there was a story. My way. <laughs> there was my way. There was actually a story in the last episode that I covered, which was, uh, it, it, it's a failsafe in case Sonic ever, like, truly wins. He just says some keywords and all of his, uh, swap bots go into kill mode. Wow. Okay. So that, so there's that. Uh... Uh, crashes Robotnik from the ceiling. Chuck Freedom is the only way to save Mobius. Robotnik continues to do some more verbal abuse to Snively, and, uh, the story just ends with, uh, Uncle Chuck staying with the Freedom Fighters uh, now. I love familial abuse. So, yeah, we've, we're, we've got something interesting here. We've got some continuity starting to come from these writers. Because Uncle Chuck becomes a mainstay in the comic from this Good. point forward. Good. And, uh, here's where we stop a little bit. Because now we have another game comic adaptation. Oh. Focusing on Knuckles Chaotix on the Sega 32X. Oh, oh no. Wait, so like the Team Chaotix? The team, this is actually where they get properly introduced. Is, the is the alligator related to the crocodile? I like the edge of What, you think that all of them are related? That's pretty fucking right. Cancel! Yo, Cancel! You, Cancel! You live in the one state that has both. <laughs> we have Cancel. both of them. Team Florida. Team Florida. 
The answer's no, by the way. They're not related. Okay. I'm clarifying that. All right. So. Like Chuck comes around, oh, he's related to Sonic. Oh, you know, like Pepsi Rabbit is related to, I don't know, Bonnabelle the Cow. Who knows? Like everyone's related at some point. The Knuckles Chaotic Special. We're in, we are reintroduced to the floating island. The facts stress the fact that uh, no outsiders are usually allowed until today. Because some uh, fucking carny walks in and says, uh, hey, I'm going to build an amusement park on the floating island and I'll invite all the Freedom Fighters from around the world to partake, including Knuckles. They're all invited. And by the way, the park, this park owner, he, he goes by the name of Renfield the Rodent. I hate these names. Yeah, the, the, I appreciate you, Ken Penders, for coming up with great stuff here. I, I love the names. I mean, they all sound like YouTubers. Honestly, <laughs> no All right. Basically, the not whole Freedom Fighters and Knuckles are being carted off into like a Hall of Mirrors kind of area. Wow. To which they're trapped. And so, I, all the Freedom Fighters, except for Knuckles, are trapped in the mirrors. Damn. To which... Uh, <laughs> Renfield says, oh, hey, uh, I forgot to mention, uh, I'm working with Robotnik. Now he can uh, fully take over all of Mobius without these motherfuckers in the way. Without 13-year-olds. Without 13-year-olds to stop him. And Knuckles is like, not on my watch, you don't. And he ends up, like, literally just tripping and eating shit. Nice. Because all of his powers were somehow drained as well. He wasn't trapped in in the mirrors, but his powers are drained. So, like, flying has yet to save him. So he can't fly, and he also, like, can't punch for shit. Okay. Oh. So oh, no. he forgot how to punch. He forgot how to punch. It's That's pretty like sad. Like when in Overwatch, you know, Sombra hacks people and they can't do anything anymore. McCree forgets how to roll over. Yeah. You know what? But Knuckles no. literally has brass knuckles. He has like the little spikes. That's actually something we'll get to a lot later. But anyway, so Knuckles is kind of left outside, just salting. Oh, oh, golly gee, what what do I do? How do oh, how can I fix this? Gee, what do I do? What do I do? And that's where he like properly meets the chaotics. Like one by one, they're introduced. Like we Team first like chaotics. Okay, so but did they like open a door and there's like a detective like house? No, no, no. They just they just kind of they just stroll up to Knuckles. They're like, hey, they like Charmy. Uh, SPO and Vector, they're basically just introduced one panel at a time, just be like, hey bro, you need some help? Okay. And then at that moment, a sinkhole emerges from underneath them, and when they land in the crater, that's where they meet Mighty, the armadillo. Oh, Oh, fuck, I forgot about him. And also, uh, Mighty has, like, super strength. Just naturally, unlike Bunny. Oh, okay. And unlike Knuckles, apparently. Knuckles technically doesn't have super strength, he can just punch really hard. Knuckles is really, like, getting nerfed this comic. Yeah. He's getting knocked out of Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they also meet two other, uh, characters from the game. Heavy and Bomb. They're... Heavy, they're bomb. heavy and Bomb. They're... Actually, they were the joke characters of oh, that okay, game. Okay, okay, okay. No, Heavy and Bomb. Bomb Heavy. Yeah. Like, Bottom Heavy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, basically, they just exposed that they were, uh, machines that Robotnik built to be basically just engineers... But they had free will, which is the first mistake. Because they realized, hey, uh, what we're doing is kind of fucked up. We don't want to do this. So they abandoned a robotic. Wait, is it the chicken and the robot? No, those are different characters. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, Heavy is basically just like, he is this robot no. that like basically is just like a titanium block with eyes. And Bomb is literally just a bomb with eyes. 
It's sentient. Hey, hey, to be honest, I don't give any of them shit for this one this time because that was from the game. Oh, yeah, they're joke characters, too. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be joke characters. After they all introduce themselves and to prove their loyalty, Heavy and Bomb give Knuckles power gems that they stole from Robotnik. Think of them as just like Chaos Emeralds, but are, are very weak. I want a tall Chaos Emerald. Me too. <laughs> uh, so they climb back, they climb out. Robotnik notices that all of the rides in the theme park have just somehow turned themselves on and assumes that Knuckles is back back for revenge and with a team of his own this time. So at this moment, uh, Robotnik summons Mecha Sonic, who, for the record, it's supposed to be Metal Sonic. Mecha Sonic is just a tra- mistranslation. Yeah, we covered that in the last episode. Metal Mario? No. So, Mecha Sonic is just sent off to fight uh, Knuckles and the Chaotix. They they scrap a little bit, and despite Knuckles being nerfed, he does manage to hold his own. In fact, at one point, they actually end up using the ring tether from the game. The way the game works is that you basically are playing as two characters, but they're bound between, like, a tether. So they can't go super far from each other. Oh, like the ring thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I guess that was like the one thing Sega asked of them. They managed to fight Metal or Metal Sonic off until uh, it basically goes into overdrive mode and it grows into like a thirty foot tall monster. Like it actually is designed like the final boss from the game. So again, they did their homework as best they could. They only they, I I actually kind of do love this bit. What they're as uh, like, oh god, this is a giant monster. We can't fight this off. So then uh, Heavy basically puts a little uh, a little power gem in Knuckles' hand and is like, you can do that too. So Knuckles makes himself like grow into a 30-foot tall monster as well. Oh uh, yeah, so attacking the 30-foot, wait, 50-foot woman. Great. Knuckles, uh, Knuckles knocks down Metal Sonic right over the Hall of Mirrors where the Freedom Fighters are now free. And Knuckles now has his powers back. So one punch and uh, cull- and just cage Metal Sonic's face <laughs> Thank you. One punch, Knuckles caves in Mecha Sonic. So he scraps Mecha Sonic and Robotnik escapes and leaves Rainfield for dead. Because now all the Freedom Fighters are alive and pissed. Like these. Yeah. And that's the and that's the the first story over. The second story, it's it's just the chaotic playing tag. Oh, that's wholesome. How extreme are we talking about? Like it's just tag. Yeah, like that. It's just tag your head. Okay, so it's not like tune-in exams level. It's more like Boruto tune-in exams. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. God, I can't wait for the comic section of this episode. Uh, where are we at? Uh, the only thing to come know from this story is that SBOC is like a little small shadowed figure and can't really make it out. Uh, they're base. That's... I'm just going to get that out of the way. That's supposed to be Archimedes. I... There's so many shadow people. I... And, uh, what is it? Then this final story, it's called The Hunt is On. Basically, uh, they're, they're kind of still playing tag, but until Knuckles, like, rushes in and is screaming, we're under fucking attack! And, uh, this whole array of bullets are just, like, attacking him in the Chaotix. And one by one, each of the Chaotix members are being, like, taken away. Charmy is knocked out, Espio goes, I mean, goes missing, Mighty is fucking gamered, and Vector is, like, kidnapped. Okay, but everyone wants to do that to Charmy. Okay, yeah. alright, fair enough. Okay, like, he doesn't Charmy, matter, the rest of... What? Charmy! 
<laughs> Knuckles is left alone at this point, and he and again, this is basically a direct quote. He realizes what's more important, my boys or my island, and that's that's kind of it. My island, I obviously. Can, I can answer that for him. It's the damn island. All right. The island satisfies him. <laughs> <laughs> the island listens to him. The island satisfies him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think after dealing with uh, Cat Weasel, maybe he's like, eh, fuck this place. Alright, so that's the end of that comic. Now we go to issue number 31. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, oh, I should point this out. This is written by Ken Penders, but this comic was drawn by a guy named John D'Agostino. He is a vet in the comic book industry. He actually did the lettering for Spider-Man number one. Nice. Yeah, he's basically like near the end of his career at this point in his life. That's cool. Yeah. Sally is on a solo mission to just download whatever plan Robotnik's cooking up. And to keep moving, uh, Sally jumps onto the roof of a moving train. Pretty badass, I have to say. While uh, Nicole is downloading everything. And while she's scanning the documents, she realizes that this is like a, a giant fucking robot. Oh. Exactly what this is supposed to do, she can't really say. Wait, the, the train is a robot? No, the, what the plan, the schematics that they have is a giant robot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get in the robot. <laughs> the Freedom Fighters take one of their planes to follow Sally, and she slides into the rail car that's holding the robot. And, uh... To which she is uh, surprised from behind. And we've come to find out that, uh, look who it is. It's Jeffrey St. John. I thought you were going to say Star. <laughs> I, I lost it. You know what? That's an equally comparable, like, fear to have. Mm-hmm. I don't... That's perfectly reasonable. Jeffrey Star in my comic. My Sonic comic. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to imagine him as Jeffrey Star from now on because my hate levels for both of them are equal. Okay, okay perfect. Okay, wait. We did it. Yeah. Hooray. Who's, who's, wait, who is he again? Okay, Jeffrey St. John is the the leader of the Rebel Underground and formerly the head of the King's Secret Service. Okay. So he has like... He's an animal. He's a skunk. You know? Okay, I don't, I don't know him. (laughs) Yeah, he's a comic original character, so don't worry about it. Okay, so he's like Sally from behind. Yeah, and he's like, what is it? Uh, He reintroduces himself by kissing her, to which he backs up and says, don't fucking do this. Yeah, because sexual uh, harassment. That's sexual harassment, uh, Jeffrey. He seems to know a little something. (laughs) He's canceled again. (laughs) God, I wish. Uh, uh, Sonic is... uh, What what we got here? Sonic at this time was like running at the train trying to get into it, but he was attacked by a satellite laser blast. He was hit in the back and knocked out, basically. Everyone's knocked out in this, like, everyone's knocked out in Naruto. (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, like, bring this up again, because you make it actually a good point, because a lot of, like, these characters are basically Mickey Mouse characters, but Sonic is effectively just a shonen character. Sonic and Goku are fundamentally the same character. Okay. Wow. That's... I mean... That's a spicy take. That's not a spicy... That's not a spicy take, that's just correct. Is it really... He literally, he literally turns into, like, a Super Saiyan. Yeah. He does. I'm just trying to make the connection between Goku and a furry. <laughs> That's all that I'm trying to process. Wasn't so where was I? Are you implying? Yeah, no, Goku's a furry. Never mind. Okay. It's not spicy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is he like a monkey tail? Yeah. yeah. That's why he's a furry. Yeah. yeah. All right, so... 
Sonic is a little knocked out from the blast. He waves down the plane that the Freedom Fighters are on and take him up to follow the train. So he tries to land on the train, but just, just as uh, Jeffrey's boys are cutting the brakes, uh, this activates the giant robot as a failsafe. And are attacking Sally and Jeffrey now. And it's somehow capable of transforming itself and latches onto the train car. And has like... You see, that, that little bit you made there, they, Sonic did make a Transformers joke. Oh no. This is the 90s. Like, that aged very This is the 90s. This comic came out, I think, in like 95. That makes sense. So yeah. It latches onto the Freedom Fighters plane with some appendages it grows out. And there's this really weird thing that happens here. Keep in mind, Ken Penders wrote this. Sonic tries to fight it off, but is knocked down by a force field. To which Jeffrey replies, never send a pup to do a grow in his job. Which, for the record, he's like 17 at this point. But also, like, this is Ken Penders, in my opinion, like, fundamentally misunderstanding the point of these characters. Hmm. Like, yeah, Sonic is supposed to be like 13 at this point, but that doesn't really matter. This isn't, that's not the point. Does it matter to the character that said it? Uh, a little bit, actually. Oh. Like, to, to Jeffrey, it does matter. Okay. It comes into play later on, but to me, this is just a flaw of his writing. Ken, uh, th- I don't think I brought this up yet. Uh, Ken Penders never played any of the Sonic games. Of course. So, be that as it may, he only fundamentally understands Sonic as a comic book character. Okay. Which, whatever, okay. but at the same time, like, you're working on a licensed property. The least you can do is, like, familiarize yourself with the source material. That's true. Yeah. That's, play one game. Play one game. Watch the show. Like, understand what you're getting yourself into. Like, whatever. From that on, Jeffrey launched the charge net. It didn't really do much to slow it down. So, Sonic goes up. And at this point, it also has, like, Sally in a different appendage. Sonic snaps that off. Sally's freed. And, uh... Use the plane as a distraction. Uh, Sonic pops in a scrambler that they found in its schematics in the back of the head. Basically turns on a switch and now it's, it's dead. The bot stops dead in its tracks. And uh, Jeffrey's boys are basically signaled to take the shot and the machine's destroyed. And, oh god, not this. So after ah. everyone calms down and leaves, uh, Jeffrey and Sally are basically making out. Ew. Yeah, and then Sonic Sonic's response to this is like, Man, Sally's just trying to get me jealous. Well, two can play at that game. Wow. Oh, no. Okay. Who's he gonna make out with? I hate middle wow. schoolers. I is... need to know who he makes out with. We'll get to that. Compelling writing. No. Oh, S- Sonic makes out with Jeffrey to get Sally jealous. That's how you get it. Yeah, there you go. I hate this. <laughs> this is how Sonic and Knuckles really start out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that ends. That's literally the last panel. Wow. And now we have a, another story, a secondary story, to where, uh, this is, by the way, it's literally just two pages of the Chaotics are waking up. This is, by the way, this is from, this picks up from the last story from the Knuckles Chaotic special. I'm waking up. I feel it. Knuckles <laughs> assumes that Archimedes is holding the Chaotics and tries to go through the ruined city on the floating island to find them. And Archimedes is actually looking through security monitors and is actually kind of mocking Knuckles, saying, like, you fucking idiot. You didn't even look under your own nose. To which, as the panel moves away, we see Knuckles walking away, but right where he was standing, there's a stone that just says, Grand Conserve. <laughs> it just says that. Knuckles. Alright. This will come, come into play later, I promise. Knuckles. A lot of things will come into play later. Okay. 
You know what? I'm going to get to that at the end. We're all... <laughs> oh my god, I, I just realized I missed the opportunity to make a joke. Um, Knuckles almost got nuked. What? What? He almost got nuked. Oh, nuke. Nukles. 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 Wow. Oh, he got nukled? Yeah, so by the way, that was like just two pages of the comic. There is that's a th- two pages. That's just okay. two pages. There's a second there is a third story here that focuses more actually on Rotor. He gets a distress call from his mom back in the northern tundra. Like and, I do every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh he's so he tells the rest of the Freedom Fighters about it and Sonic's like, Oh holy shit, like let let's get packed, let's go deal with this and knuckle and uh, Rotor's just like, no, uh, th- this is a family affair, Sonic. I'll take care of it myself. No. So he goes to the northern tundra where his family is, and it turns out they were all... They weren't roboticized, but they were hypnotized by Robotnik. Wow. Oh. It's, a, it's a neat little trick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not bring DeviantArt into this. Don't. We've, we've <laughs> it's gone... a Sonic lore! Okay, we've <laughs> gone... DeviantArt literally actually is a part of Sonic lore at this fucking point. Yeah, okay, unfortunately. But... But we've gone through so like through most of this video without bringing up DeviantArt. DeviantArt. Okay, so he Rotor finds his old uh, his family that were hypnotized by Robotnik, but they were hypnotized too well because uh, one of the SWAT bots uh, knocks out Rotor and dumps him cold into the sea. Oh, okay. And that's the end of that story. Oh, good night. And that's the end of that comic as well. So we move on to the last comic we're going to cover. Give yourselves a round of applause, guys. You made it. (laughs) Sonic number 32. So we start off with uh, the Freedom Fighters are just on the run from SWAT bots attacking them. And Sonic is just wondering, like, oh, man, guys, how how did they know where we were? How did they find us? Turns out the reason that they found them is because they have Sonic's old dog who was roboticized. And searching his scent. So Sonic had a dog? And look, this is the conversation we were having about like Goofy and Pluto coming back. Yeah. This is Goofy and Pluto. Because he it's a dog. It is a dog. Just what? a regular like dog. 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 Why is the dog not granted sentience? So Sonic it Sonic's a little distressed about this, obviously. He tries to call out to him, but Uncle Chuck who's with him is like, Son- Sonic, don't do this. Like, he doesn't recognize you, he doesn't have his free will, like Please don't do this. This hurts to watch. Sonic mopes about this as Antoine trips on the snow and, and they end up finding a Mobian caveman encased in ice. I'm, well, I'm so glad that he's in there and I'm out here <laughs> and he's in there and we're out here and I want to know is where's the caveman? So they decide, like, Rotor just says, guys, the only humane thing here to do, let's bring it back to Knothole and free him. They're trying to thaw it out back at Knothole. He's rotor slowly thawing it out with a machine to which Sonic ends up tripping and it makes a, the acceleration process grow go faster. He's melted. The caveman gains sentience again and uh, is, is on a rampage now. What a surprise. Scooby-Doo episode. This is a Scooby-Doo episode. So the only way they manage to pacify it, Bunny with her robot arm grabs it by the nape and puts it up on a tree. He's just like, stay there. Calm down for a moment. Yeah. And to which they're like, okay, we can't talk to him. We need to communicate somehow that we're friends. So she just draws like a little, a little like picture of like the, the thing with Sonic and her. Just like, look, my, look, see, we are friends. To which the caveman remembers that he also had a family. And uh, ends up jumping out of the tree and running away. So Sai is like, like, oh no, I forgot, you know. 
oh god, I forgot. I left something in the oven. So they run off, or he. So the caveman runs off. Sonic is like, great. So he he runs after it. He finds it in a cave, fittingly enough. Okay. Being attacked by a bunch of SWAT bots that include uh, Sonic's dog Mutsky. Mutsky. His name is Mutsky. I forgot to mention. Did I forget to mention that? Sonic and the caveman do take out all the SWAT bots, including Mutsky. Actually, Mutsky ends up trying to attack Sonic. But the caveman, basically, Tarzan gorilla swings himself, swoops in to save Sonic, right as Mutsky, like, basically hits the wall of the cave face first and knocks itself out. To which Sonic, who's also kind of dazed a little bit, uh, is just witnessing this caveman picking up a huge-ass boulder, trying to crush his dog. Wait, hold on. This is the exact same plot from Rudolph. The one that's, like, made with, like... Claymation? Yeah! You remember the Yeti and he gets the rock and he just I goes, remember this. Does that to Rudolph? Yes. No, this is this is lost to me. I, I remember. I'm sorry, I don't know. Look, you, you got you got Rin. That's as close as you're gonna get. Okay, but like kinda similar. So maybe, maybe someone in the comments will talk about it. God, you guys are so uncultured. You guys never watched the, the you know, Christmas special with no. Rudolph. No. No. <laughs> you either? Dang. I didn't know the, wow. the I didn't know where the meme uh why weren't you an elf breakfast? I don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what that meme was. My parents made us watch that every me. Christmas. Shit. Wow. No, we watched Elf. We still watch Elf. Hmm. Uh, this yeah. must be like a white person. <laughs> yeah. Maybe boy. <laughs> uh so so Sonic is able to realize that the caveman is about to fucking kill his beloved dog, and just like, hold on, wait, 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 stop, please, like, don't, don't do this. This is my pet. Yeah, he's a little fucked up, but like, please don't do this. Don't do this. To which the caveman is like, oh, I understand. Oh, oh, I, I don't now, understand. now he knows. No, he doesn't. Understand. He doesn't understand what he's saying, but he understands the emotions oh, he's conveying. Okay. So that's gonna be like a Pocahontas moment where they just have some leaves fly around Ooh. their heads, and suddenly they know each other's language. Uh oh. So, he carries Mutsky back to Knothole. Uncle Chuck wasn't able to de-roboticize him, but he was able to give him his free will back. So, Sonic has his dog again, essentially. Yeah. And, 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 and then they never talk about the dog ever again. He does come into play later, a little bit. And that's the end of the first story. Story B, we're again continuing from the last one with the Chaotix. Uh, the Chaotix are now waking up from being kidnapped... And, uh, Vector notices a camera in the wall and reaches out for it, to which opens up a door. By the way, the room that they're in is, like, completely, like, blacked. Blacked out, and there's, like, nothing. Oh, so police interrogation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, He reaches into the camera, then the door opens, and then all the Chaotix scramble out into another room, where they, they basically are just like, what? You? And we assume this to be Archimedes. And that's, again, two stories, or... Two pages of this story. And uh, story C is a continuation from the last one. Uh, Basically, Rotor meets the Arctic Freedom Fighters, and they were unable to break the hypnosis on Rotor's family. So the best that they can do is just sort of maroon them on an iceberg. And uh, Rotor, like, throws a tracking device on the iceberg to just, like, I'll find you guys later. That's the the end of that. That's all the comics I got for you guys. We did it. We fucking did it. We did I'm gonna love the people who, you know, are in the comps who are like dead 
dead ass like these huge fans of the comics and here we are like these idiots you're, you're yeah. fucking shitting all over them I have mean, no idea what's going on we well I mean the way I th- that's part of the fun that's kind of why I want to have guests on just bring people in just from their lives and just like hey we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. comics and you're going to like it basically basically this is the Church of Sonic and he's indoctrinating us so. oh okay Church yeah. of Sonic got it so I'm, uh, I'm used to like like <laughs> <laughs> Catholicism has been I, I, I've been indoctrinated before. I know how this goes. I'll do it again. Let's go. Just start spiraling. Oh, fuck. So, uh, beyond that, do you guys have any final thoughts for what I just uh, talked to you for the past two hours about? Um, Sally's a baddie. Sally's a baddie. Sally's a bigger baddie. Bigger baddie. Um, drinking game on... We'll get to that later. Yes, next time, please. Yes. Because, uh... I don't condone yeah. that. Uh, that's that. I mean, I have a couple final thoughts that I actually, like, did address earlier. The only thing to of note was that, uh... I'm... S- that Gallagher, the one who tends to be the more Saturday morning cartoon guy, he's the one that introduced the Chosen One plot with Tails that becomes very relevant later. Mm. Okay, so oh, Tails yeah. is the Chosen One. Um, Sonic so, is just pro-tag. Can- cancel the Sonic comics, rename them Tails. I just renamed that tail. Yeah, I guess. Tails is always a baby because when he's grown up, he's going to be a nine-tailed fox. Oh, fuck off! If you believe yes. it, I like that idea. I like that idea. Okay, but also think let's about think about it. it. Nine, nine whole ass tails to fly around with. He he's like a helicopter, but like two tails. Like imagine that. God, it's like QB all over again. Yeah. Join us next week for the Naruto podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We can do that. No, I'm not going <laughs> to through a million and a half episodes I'm, of Naruto. I'm literally not doing that. No, no. I would never. I'm we, we've, d- we've, our, we've done our time in middle school. <laughs> okay, but also, like... This is middle school. Yeah, it is. All right, all right. I wonder what... Because there was a little bit of a... I mean, Knuckles got canceled. He needs to come out with his apology video, you know? Like, yeah, I'm he, waiting for that. And we're waiting for his apology video. But then there's also the fact that... Uh, Tails is four and uh, falls in love with a robot girl. Uh, I guess he's big brain. I guess. I don't know. Look, I'm I'm telling you, Tails is a trendsetter. All right. He, okay. he is a role model. He's a role but, model. Tails walked. Tails walked so we could run. But he's four. No, he ran, and, and so that we is walk. not a good example. But how old is he in Fox years? Four. <laughs> Okay, so like, I'm gonna say it again. He's a great example for four year olds, except for falling in love with a robot who's like really. That, way that, older. That's where my point was. How old is she in Robot Years? Oh, like 20. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, but um, there's a little bit of a. The thing with Sally, it got a little weird. With yeah. The kissing thing. I like, it's kind of creepy. I don't, like, I don't now, know. Now I know where the DeviantArt stuff is coming from because there's, you know, the seeds have already been planted, you know? Like, yeah. Uh oh. That's a little icky skicky. Look, I mean, I he's just, a skunk, so I, I guess just, he is. I just love Bunny. Yeah, Bunny's a great character. Yeah. She gets more prevalent later on. Why didn't you bring me on for that one? You, you, you can always I, come I, back. Will, you can you always come back. Vomit all my love for Bunny. You you can always come back. This is I an will. open show. I will. And uh, yeah, that I guess that's it. That's <laughs> it for this episode of the Archie Sonic Digest. Yay! Do, do you guys? Do you guys have anything you want to plug? This this is you are guests after all. Um. Ah <laughs> oh, fuck. Twitter at Studio Princely. 
Guys into D and D. No, Princess Studio Club. My friend runs. Don't, I'll put it in the description. Don't worry. My friend is playing in a game called Dice Functional. Look it up on Instagram. You should watch them. It's really great. She plays a tiefling. Really smart baby. You hear that, guys? It's Dice Functional. Yep. Just like it sounds. Look it up. Inu? I don't, don't want to plug anything. Plug it. No. Inu, plug you it. literally did. Plug it. Inu, you no. literally did art for the show. It's gonna get plugged either yeah. way. Inu's gonna get plugged in the description. So if you want to see her art or commission her. Check her out. Yeah. And pay her good. No. Pay good. Give her no. a fat fucking tip. Give her, no. yeah. No. <laughs> yes. She does she's good art. She's modest. She's just modest, guys. Go commission her. She's no. great. <laughs> and speaking of which, uh, we just got a, our new theme song. Believe it or not. I fucking retweeted that. Yeah. That shit was fucking bomb as shit. Okay, wait. We- how does it go? Uh, I'll show you guys later. And at the end of the episode, you guys will be hearing at right at this moment hopefully so once this is all said and done i'll play the theme song for you guys listening and i'll show you guys uh right when we're done here we go it is done by the band massing they are a band out of uh west virginia they were actually uh holding a covid song sale so that was a part of this so yeah it's unfortunately they've closed commissions now so I'm very thankful to get it in and uh, check them out. Their links will be in the description too. All of their links will be in the description too. So uh, thanks for watching, guys, and enjoy the theme song because it's going to be the first thing you hear from now on. Woo! Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Go home. Woo! Yeah, we're done here. Goodbye. Good night. Eggman closing in on his ultimate goal. We got to call my team.